Welcome to another special episode of The Crunch. We're back this week with Shane Beaumont and Ross Hunter for an update on how things have changed in the property market, what agents are seeing from their clients and how they're adjusting to their new reality. Ross also gives us some insight into how he's managing the crisis as a business owner. And I asked the guys to give me some predictions for the next few months. We hope you enjoy this special episode. All right, guys, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for our second coronavirus episode. Well, nice yes. to speak to someone. Hey. Just nice to be speaking to someone. I know, I know. We're, we're all, it's getting darker by the day, but anyway, we're pushing on, we're pushing on. So obviously we can't do off market. We can't be sitting near each other in a small studio environment, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to get you guys both in the the virtual room to have a chat about where we're at. It's obviously changing really quickly. Um, and I think both of you have different perspectives, which is good to hear. Um, Shane, obviously you're on the ground selling and Roscoe, um, both, you know, as a business owner and running an agency, but also as a sales coach, I assume you're talking to, you know, a number of different agents as well. So, um, I guess, do you want to just give me a very quick update on, uh, how you're seeing things at the moment, and then we'll go into some other questions. Yeah, you go, Okay, sure. Um, look, guys, it's it's really interesting. At the end of the day, obviously, as the whole thing really hit like a tsunami, um, and and just out of the out of the blue came all the closures of the you know the hotels and the cafes and so. I think that caught a lot of people unawares, and that's it was at that moment where we saw the brakes go, and people go, "What does this really mean? What is going on?" And that just sort of threw ice over everything at that point in time. Um, and at the end of the day, what that's done, it's taken out of the market, I guess, any peripheral people, people that sort of were just starting to engage in the market, just starting to get some confidence around what they're going to do. Um, it's certainly they've, they've retreated very quick and it's left in the market of interest and Shane's comments on this. It's left in the market sort of um, people with a genuine need to either buy, sell, um, mm-hmm. et cetera. So it's it's left a market, but um, a very compressed and condensed market of, of, of a high level of um, authenticity, if you like. What, what's your comments mm-hmm. on that, Shane? Yeah, look, I think uh, for the first time in some, some years, the first quarter of this year, there was that depth of buyer where people didn't necessarily need to act, whereas I felt in more recent times, people are very active. So they've had to sell their home or they've purchased a home, so they need to sell. Um, but we were starting to see the people, and I guess the more emotive buyers, go, you know what, I just love that beautiful home. And we're gonna, going to find that I believe they're going to become less active um, because they don't need to act. Um, the fear of missing out is obviously pulled back a bit. Uh, so the people that are acting at the moment are genuine. And as a general comment, I would say my sellers, people coming to market, along with landlords, are probably the most anxious about the whole scenario. The buyers that are actually picking up the phone and getting in touch um, are actually understanding, well, yeah, and I'm saying to buyers, uh, oh, look, it might pull back 5%, 10%, someone said 20% the other day. Well, are you going to be selling in the next six months? No, Shane, this is my family home. Okay, why are you moving to the area? Oh, look, my children's starting school in three years. Okay, are they going to be there for how long? X amount of time. So you're worrying about what's going to happen to prices in the next X. You've just sold your home. So just giving that realism to what's actually happening. And I had an interesting scenario. One of my clients who I've sold a property for, um, we got a full price amongst what all these things were happening to a school teacher who's obviously got a pretty safe job at the moment. Um, and his wife's a nurse. They found a property they want. And they're negotiating about to secure a home. 
And we sold their home and they thought, great, I've sold my home, now I can go into bat. And I did say to, them, to my client, if you go buy that property, make sure you pay what you think it's worth. Don't get caught up in the, oh, Corona, we're going to pay unders and unders. Sure enough, they did do that. They tried to play hardball and they ended up missing out on the property and they're absolutely gutted. They are genuinely gutted. Um, they would have paid what it went for. They tried to sell, we'll come back and the opportunity is lost. So I think it's really important that if you are buying and selling this moment, understand it's all in perspective. You are moving at the same time. Don't get caught up in trying to pinpoint that market because you'll only realize when it's turned again. Um, but as a general rule, like you've said there, Ross, most people that are acting have to act because they've got a reason to do so. Um, Shane, on that, what is your message to people who don't have to act at the moment? What are you saying to them? Uh, look, it depends on the scenario. Um, and I'll run you through a couple of scenarios. So I had a, a client that's got uh, 13 or no, eight, eight units coming to market. He was like, well, Shane, I might just rent them out. I said, well, look, the issue is with that. Once you rent them out, once they're not new, first homeowners grants aren't applicable. So you've got to think of bigger perspective as opposed to prices changing in three to six months. So that's one situation. Um, investors uh, are certainly going to become less active just at the moment with the uncertainty. Um, it sounds extreme, but this rental situation, and Ross can elaborate on that, people thinking that no one has to pay rent, it, that's not the case at all. Um, so investors are going to go quiet. But if you're buying and selling in the same market for your owner-occupier, there's never been a better time to do it because it's going to take a bit of the sting out of it, the, the pressure, um, and you can probably just take your time a bit more finding that right home. But I do think if you can find that home, ideally speaking, you want to be ready to go to market because subject to sales at the moment are really going to be on the nose if you aren't sort of on the market and have people interested because there's not many people that want to have a situation where they have a 48-hour clause in place. Another offer comes in, you potentially burn two buyers. So subject to sale offers, I don't think are going to be as favourable at the moment. Mm-hmm. Roscoe, what's your message to, I guess, to your agents? What are you, what are you kind of telling them to, to say to their clients at this point in time? And, and um, number one, the landlords as well. Sorry to cut you off there, but um, not only sellers, but landlords. Um, at the end of the day, yes, I think that at the moment and the, the strong message that we're driving through um, the guys back to their clients, be it you know, in the sales arena or in the property management arena, number one is to have extreme empathy and understanding of people's positions. Um, yeah, even if people haven't lost a job, there are lots of people that are, are wondering whether they will have a job. So we have to, our level of empathy needs to be of an extraordinary level. Um, and I think that's really, really important. I said, no, so we, our message to all our guys is spend Spend a lot of time with with your clients. You know, have have quality conversations with them, um, and communication is key. Um, you know, we've always driven an adage that if your client ever has to guess what's going on, then you lose. And at the moment, there's never been a more important time. So, because every, every day your clients are going to wake up wondering what's going to happen today, the first person that must answer that is you. So, we've really put in place a very very strong communication platforms to ensure that. Um, the guys know that, and, and, impo- and I think it comes into what Shane said before. You know, when there's the the opportunistic buyers are out there, is that our sellers need to know that we're in their corner, or our our landlords need to know we're in their corner. We're protecting their integrity. We're protecting their position in the market. We're just not going to roll over and think, oh my God, we can make a sale. We can do this. We can do that. They've got to really, really know 
there yet. We've got their back and it's all good and we will work with them whatever, whatever we need to do to get them the result that they require. Um, so it's really a huge amount of community communication um, and extreme understanding of their position and um, yeah, just talking to them and let them, let them know that yeah, we're there. That's, that's really our big message. Yeah. Roscoe, the I tone want to... of the conversation, I'm having Jess just on that, no, 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 up the lag. Um, and I spoke to one of my friends who's a really good rep today and I said the, the tone of conversation with everyone I'm speaking to at the moment isn't how's your position in the market, it's how are you going? Mm. You know, I thought of you later, how are you going? And just to take that backward step, and if they want to talk about the market, great. Um, but when I think about the amount of people I deal with and we've sold properties to that are affected in certain different ways, whether it be nurses, doctors, FIFO workers, everyone's in different scenarios. Um, but I think at the moment, to actually say to a client um, or, or a current client, you know, how are you going? Let's, let's take the market out of it, but how are you going? Like, I think in this sort of environment, it can go a long way to, one, obviously helping people's mental state because it is going to be tough for so many people. Um, but two, knowing that it's not that commission breath where you just, let's do a deal. Mm. And to say, look, I'm not calling about that. If you do something in five years' time, I don't care. How are you going? How are the kids coping with it? Um, that uh, It's actually a nice phone call to have where you're just taking the heat out of it feeling like it's a business transaction. And I think they appreciate it and they get off the phone too. Yeah. Um, Roscoe, I wanted to ask you... Um, if you're comfortable sharing, I guess you're you're a business owner, so unlike agents who who um, obviously have themselves and possibly a team to worry about, you've you know got a staff of X number of people to to worry about. How you yeah. know early stages, we're kind of in week two or three of this. How are you looking at how it's impacted the business? You know dollars at the moment. Um, have you seen losses so far? And what you know in terms of retaining staff and looking to the long term, I guess. Um, yeah. I just wanted to know you know, what those discussions are looking like. Yeah, sure, sure, Jess, no problem. Look, it's um, – there's number – number one is we, we grabbed all our team together last week before we we shut down the office on Friday night and everybody's now remote. Uh, but before we did that, we, we gathered the team together and we said, guys, our clear vision – through this whole process is one thing, one thing only, that everybody sitting around this table today will be around this table when we get to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, that's that's really what drives us. Um, it's, it's a really interesting um, scenario because what we've seen is um, with the sales side of things, yes, a lot of inquiry has really dried up in relation to people obviously wanting appraisals, um, and so forth, and new listings coming to the market, and all those things are really compressing. So the sales guys, it's really um, working with them back, obviously, as Shane said, showing a lot of care, getting back in, into their current clients. On the property management side, um, it's been it's caught me by surprise a little bit because we've seen very strong activity still with um, people wanting to rent. We've still got quite a few people um, putting properties on the market. The One of the interesting things that we've seen um, is people that have got Airbnb properties. Mm-hmm. Um, they are calling us to now rent their properties out in the in the normal rental market. So, um, I mean, Airbnb as, as an organisation worldwide, I think they could be in trouble over this whole situation because countries like Italy and, and so forth um, 
you know, the only way they're going to control the amount of people in the country is by controlling the amount of beds available per night. And where it's got out of control is things like Airbnb. They had no idea how many people are in the city and it's mm. caused a whole heap of um, obviously congestion. So it, I think that's going to be a complete reset. Um, but coming back on point to what you're saying before, Jess, it's, 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 it's really, it's making sure that, um, you know, our guys clearly understand that, you know, like they work with their clients, we're working with them to make sure they're the, at the other side. Um, and really, it's, it's that simple. And one of the things that we're doing, which sort of tucks into the, what Shane was talking about, to not only the conversations we have with our team, but they can have with their clients, um, we've engaged a, a psychologist. Um, um, and we, we've done a, this lady has done some work in our company um, over the past six months. Um, I'm a massive believer that mental health is um, is 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 important as um, as any other health, if not more important. And even when this whole coronavirus thing started to sort of get ahead of steam around it, um, you know, I was very quick off the bat saying, guys, the biggest issue coming out of this is going to be the mental health at the other end. And I didn't see much around it. So we've engaged um, this lady we've done a lot of work with um, to be working with our team about like for example how do you work from home and how you know how do you mentally cope with this change of environment how do you how do you mentally cope with you know a market that is completely out of your control all these type of things mm. and hence this work that she's doing we're then extending throughout out to our client base as well yeah, so right. we're, we're trying yeah so we're really trying to help people in in a really um i guess off piece if you like say this isn't about real estate at the moment at all mm. this is about um you how how are you as shane said and how do we help you get through this to be the other side and okay. we all and the and the sun will rise again um and how do we yeah. help people do that so that's what we're doing in that space great initiative mate well done yeah good work um shane off the back of that i guess um you know you have yourself and a pa um mm to worry about at this stage what are you doing at the moment what what are the changes that you're making in the business to make sure that you're really well positioned when you know, we come out of this yeah look um at the moment i've just basically and i always have with me um i'm not sure when this has been recorded obviously i'm not sure when this will be released but at the moment right. i've always got my last five five years uh appraisers with me so mm-hmm. i'm literally just going through those every day looking at who i can speak to have communication with, um, and again, just see their position as far as in life, not so much do you want to sell, um, because I think those conversations in, in, a, in a few years' time, um, knowing that we're there today and not wanting to put our hand out, I think will go a long way to realising that we're dealing with people, and as Ross always says, it's a people industry. Um, my, my assistant, uh, she's basically working um, half as many hours now, um, so, and I've given her the choice to work either remotely or from home. Um, purely, simply, I'm normally booked up about a week in advance with appraisals and what have you, doing around 25 appraisals, um, yeah, which is sort of between 80, 90 sales a year. I expect um, the, the appraisals at the moment, um, I've got one next week and I think I've, yeah, I'm getting maybe three or four a week, okay? Um, so, that's really taking a lot of my, my time back to me being on the phone again, which is what I love to do. Um, as far as the buyer inquiry, as I said before, it's hard. Um, but I just, and again, I spoke to um, I spoke to Sean Hughes today. I had a really good chat with him. And I think it's good to speak to as many people also to know because we're, we're not all in by ourselves it's together. Um, and there's three ways agents are going to go. One of them is just going to basically 
just the whole time and treated like you've got no work, no routine. Um, there's going to be those that have had a breather, just get everything sort of freshened up, get healthy. Um, for me, it's a bit of both. So obviously being more time with my wife, um, being on the phone, when I'm at work, I'm at work. Because if I do, I do believe Rewa, they said this week, 27% down on sales, um, I guess, looking at the trend. No. I think that's going to get to about 50%. That's my, my opinion. Um, stock levels are going to be lower. So that should counteract losses in price because there should be a bit of competition. It's not like the GFC where we went up to 18,000. There's actually less people coming to market because I think of the bank's policies. If that wasn't the case, I reckon, and Ross will probably confirm this, there'd be a lot of panic, panic selling. Um, which is not what we want to flood the market. Keystart have also just released the same thing, saying that they can put things on hold for six months. So my approach is if I can keep active, um, still do the amount of work to counteract that 50% loss, I'll, I'll be fine. Um, my concern is for agents that are saying, well, yes, the market's shit, and they're down and they stop their productivity by 70%, combined with sales being down 50%, they won't be in the industry in five months. It's simply how it's going to be. Um, so uh, this is probably the pause, I, and I said to Sean, um, both the readers is the pause. I think some of the high-performing agents, uh, whilst we don't want it to be extreme circumstances to do this, to actually take stock and go, you know what, there's probably things I can implement, um, be more efficient, um, and that's what I'm using that time as. Um, but I think there'll be a lot of agents that uh, just won't come back from it, being honest, you know. Yeah. What, what do you, what's your opinion on that, Ross? Yeah, I, I concur, Jess. Um, I, I think it's like it's really important at the moment is is how you treat this environment because we've all been thrust into it <laughs> um, unwittingly. Um, but you know, the the big thing is control the controllables. Um, you know, stop stop engaging in things that you, you you've actually got no control over. You know, sort of work through their control. Something Shane said, which is vitally important, is how you structure your day. Um, and that's something actually we've we've got our psychologists and we've sent out some stuff to our guys around how do you structure your day and and, and to make sure the day is product, productive. And one of the things is something I've had to do to myself because I'm I'm not particularly good at not working. <laughs> I, I don't do not working very well. Um, and they've had to hide all the sharp objects in the house mm. in the fear of there could be mass mm. murder, could be blood on the streets, mm. um, and. One of the things I'm I'm having to do and work on, I think a lot of people, um, and Shane, you're probably like this. I know Husey, um, no, actually no, Husey made his half time anyway. Let's face it. Uh, <laughs> <Jenny>. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, they call him Kit Kat, mate. He's always taking a break. You know that. Um, it, <laughs> it's it's actually giving yourself permission to breathe. It's actually giving yourself permission. Yeah, you know, the reality is that it's it's just not going to be as busy at the moment. But you know, no. use this. I guess if you look at it from a universal and a metaphorical point of view, yeah. as Shane was alluding to, use this time well. When when in the history of, of the world, or certainly of any of our careers, have we yeah. been able to go and legitimately go? Um, you yeah. can unplug. Mm. So rather than waste the time, you know, set up a daily rhythm, a routine, and something I've been saying a lot of people, never, ever, ever, ever is so important, so important yeah. to have rituals and routines than it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you get yourself into that nice rhythm, that nice cadence every day. Do what you have to do, maybe up until lunchtime, yeah. and if then you've done everything you can do, rather than sit there and stare at a computer screen, 
it's give yourself permission to go and do something else. Give yourself permission to then move environment. Say, right, I want to work on my strategy for X. Go and do it. Or go for a walk down the beach or do something and spend some time with yeah, your wife and all those type of things. It's it's don't get through the don't get to the other side of this thing, go, I just wasted potentially the greatest opportunity of my career. Don't don't get there. Because it will happen. It's there. It's whether we like it or not. Use it and use it wisely. It could well turn out to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to the planet. There you go. Yeah. I um, interesting. I spoke to I spoke to uh, Brad Shepherd, who's I'm not name dropping. He's a friend of mine, but he's obviously an AFL footballer. There, we've been turned upside down. Yeah. And I said to him, "I said, mate, how are you going? You must have a lot of spare time on your hands." And he said, "Shane, something's clicked." And again, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but something's clicked. And he goes, "I'm going to come back that much better." Um, I'm just so pumped. And I thought for someone who's a professional athlete that's potentially been told their income's been halved, unknown, all these negativity, um, and he's just going, you know what, this is a moment for me to get my body right and just be better than ever. I thought that was really, I got, I got a lot out of that. Um, for me, not typically, I'm a, I love work. I can't wait to go to work. Um, but rather than being in the morning, typically that AM was my time to build my business. The... Uh, the phone calls prospecting and afternoon maintaining it, what you actually already have, your viewer appointments, your, your vendor meetings. I've just changed that now from basically being AM is relationships and PM is going to be maintaining. And if I can keep that, I think, uh, again, like Ross said, I'll put this, I believe if we can keep those contacts up and just say fresh your mind and we're there through the tough times, people appreciate it like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think of, um, speaking of kind of athletes and someone like Brad Shepard, you think of the, you know, I come from um, sport, sports that are not, that are four-year cycle sports. Think of all those four-year yeah. cycle athletes yeah. who are, have been training for the Olympics this year and are, are going to have to put in another year. So yeah. I guess, um, yeah. you know, you've got to keep eye on the prize, no matter what that prize yeah. may be. Um, guys, very, very quickly, um, I wanted to ask you about some predictions and I know it's early and I know we're kind of, you know, getting new news every, every day and this can change, so I won't hold you to it, but um, I've read some pretty dire, I, I guess, articles about the economy and, and how it might come out. And then I've, you know, obviously read some stuff that's pretty positive as well. What's your take, two minute take on where we'll be sitting in the next six to 12 months? Shane, you can shoot it. Go, go first. Okay. <laughs> um, look, I think if, the, the government, and, and they, as they call Scotty from, from marketing, he cops a fair bit of flack, but they've really been on the front foot with this. And I think um, if those policies they released, I think the employment one, and people can sort of bitch your minds now, it doesn't get me. You're not going to get everyone, but they're constantly, every day, fronting up, trying. I think that's helped a lot. Um, the Obviously, the income um, back to keeping people in work, that's the main priority. Uh, I think that's helped a lot. Thanks. Again, their positions, uh, they cop a lot of flack, but they have come to the party here. Um, those policies alone, uh, if they hadn't been put in place, it would be absolute carnage. So I can honestly say it'd be carnage. Stock levels would go through the roof with not enough buyers. But what we have a situation is we think we can get through this time frame wise depending obviously how it turns out. We know it's crystal ball. But I think the lack of stock coming to market and I think we're going to get down to around, just my opinion, I think we'll get down to close to 10,000. Um, 
we're at sort of 12,500 now. GFC was 18,000. Boom times, it was 6,000. So if we can get around 10,000, that'll counteract the lack of buyers. And I think prices will hold reasonably well. Uh, I think, just my opinion, I think the higher end might, uh, might pull back a bit more than the everyday transaction, purely for the fact that people need to live somewhere. 37% of Perth, we've spoken about this number again, uh, 37% of Perth is cheaper to buy than rent with interest rates the way they are. Sydney's less than 1% in the CBD. So state by state, it's going to be a different scenario. We've been down for some time. I think we were going to get growth in some areas have seen that. I think we will see a bit of a retraction in the median price, but it's not going to be as bad as what it would have been had those policies not been in place. Yeah, absolutely. Roscoe, anything to add to that? Yeah, look, um, yeah, Shane's right on point. Um, the only thing, my my sentiment is, look, it, it is crystal ball gazing, but to me, um, you know, I wrote an article um, the other week uh, to my staff and in 30 years of this industry, you know, I've seen feasts, I've seen famines, I've seen earthquakes, I've seen GFCs, I've seen, you know, three three recessions. I've, I've just about been through it all. I, number one is I know, we'll, I know we will get through this, as we will. The only thing that I guess is going to determine um, where we're, where the property land or the market lands as we go through this is going to be the length of time of business closures. That's going to be a significant play, in my opinion, yeah. because um, and that'll obviously be predicated by how you know, how severe the coronavirus gets and and all the rest of it. Because the the long the length of time all these businesses shut. Let's face it, eighty percent of Australia is driven by those small to medium businesses right now. They're they're, they're shut down. And the lag time from when they re- reboot to the time that they've got confidence to actually do things back in the marketplace and start mm-hmm. spending money and so forth, um, they will be proportional. Mm-hmm. So um, that that's my biggest uh, indicator. That's the thing I, I'm going to be keenly watching. Look, I, I keenly watch the um, Australian Stock Exchange. It's something that I... I I've always enjoyed and it's really interesting. You know, yesterday and today, there's been some, I think today we're up, when I last looked, we're at about a 200-point game or 190-point game. So we're back to about 5,000, I think 5,200 yeah. points. You know, yeah. So there's still confidence out there. You know, we've gone, the, the market has oscillated about four or 500 points in the last week. So to me, that's really um, that's really important. So, um, so yeah, I, I just think that it's just going to depend on how long these small businesses shut will will be a significant factor mm. for where we yeah. end up. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'd love to chat to someone. We might see next time we do this if we can get a, maybe a commercial agent who, who works mm. in the city. I'd love to mm. get an opinion on whether they think those commercial spaces, you know, as people have moved to working from home, are they going to be as in demand as they previously have been and how that kind of part of the market will be affected as well. So mm. um, maybe that's something we can, we can look yeah. at for a future Zoom. Um, we're going to yeah. leave it there for this week, guys. I really appreciate you joining me. Um, it's nice to see your faces. And, um, yeah. and uh, you know, we'll, we'll set something up for the next couple of weeks and, and touch, touch base again and see where we're at. Lovely. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Ben. See you, guys. Thanks, Thanks. 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 Thanks.